Next on BYU Sports Nation, ESPN's Football Power Index has BYU going 8-4. and four. Would you take that right now or play it out? Is it all about the passing game for BYU football this season? We'll ask Mitchell the star man Jurgens that question. Plus, Elijah Bryant goes off. Did he earn an NBA contract last night? BYUSN starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. What to do, baby? BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you. It's Tuesday, July 9th. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is... Throwing pizzas on Walter White's house in Albuquerque. Some teamed up with a man who won't respond to you if you have 75 followers. Brian Logan. Yep, that's right. That's the new rule according to uh, Lisa Wilson, Zach Wilson. At Lisa Dance Fit. Uh, You know, she had tweeted a photo yesterday of a packed Lavelle Edwards Stadium from Stadium of Fire. Yeah, it was awesome. And uh, at Kylo Whittingham responded, sounds like it's not usually a packed house. Wonder why. I think this is a Utah fan. Uh, definitely a, a Utah fan. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Lisa said, um, because LES holds 19,000 more than RES. Not sure why I responded. You have 75 followers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a new rule. That's a new rule for, for my you know, social Only, media life. Yeah, at least yeah. 75? Yeah, at least, at least, yeah. Once you get to 75, now you can have a discussion? No, yeah, so you have to get to 76. 75 is not, you can't. 76 trombones in the big parade, right? The music, man. Okay, here's what we have on the show today. Rundown, uh, if you have 75 or more followers. (laughs) Mitchell Juergens discusses whether the 2014 schedule model is better for BYU football than 2019 and how he thinks BYU's offense could perhaps pass more. We'll break it down. Between the lines, reenact some great plays from Cougar Hoops history through the eyes of Gavin Baxter and Taylor Mon. And could BYU do something this season in football it hasn't done in independence, and it's not about beating Utah. That's coming up. But first, today's headlines. Elijah Bryant scored 31 points on 73% shooting, 11 of 15 from the field, 5 of 7 from distance, 7 boards, 2 assists in 25 minutes. What a performance last night for the Milwaukee Bucks Summer League team in a loss to the Timberwolves. Bryant's 31, the second highest scoring performance of any player in the Summer League so far. Bryant and the Bucks play China. Yes, they're in the Summer League. Tonight at 11 Eastern on NBA TV. How about that? Nice. Eric Mika scored 11 points and grabbed eight rebounds in 22 minutes for the Sacramento Kings in a 105-101 to win over the Dallas Mavericks. The game was Mika's third double-digit scoring effort in five Summer League games. He continues to be consistent. He's playing well. Yeah. He's playing well. Athlon Sports projects BYU football to play Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. Brigham has a contract with the Hawaii Bowl, if bowl eligible. Uh, perhaps if BYU is better, they can slide into something else. We'll see. The Cougars are 23-8 all-time against Hawaii. All eight losses are in Honolulu. BYU's never lost wow. to Hawaii in Provo, and we saw that last year in Zach Wilson's first time. So that, that one clip that Broncos showed us when I was playing with somebody jumping Kyle Morrell, 1984. Yeah, they, they lost that? No. That, where, where was no, that No, they at? won that game. That was in Honolulu. Okay. That saved the undefeated season. It kept it alive. The greatest defensive play in BYU football. I always remember that. Awesome. He gave two little speech, two little sentence speech, and then showed that, and then everybody got fired up. We ran it. <laughs> and that was just practice. Colton Shaver went one for three with an RBI and also pitched one-third of an inning for the Corpus what? Christi Hooks <laughs> in a 14-1 loss 
to the Frisco Rough Riders. Cheddar did not yield a run or a base runner in his pitching appearance. He pitched at BYU too. This is a guy who's a first baseman DH. He pitched as well. It was a big loss. They probably needed to save yeah. some arms. They threw Colton Shaver yeah. out there. But he didn't allow a hit he or did. a run. That's the most important How stat about right that? there. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. ESPN's Football Power Index has BYU as an underdog, as we mentioned yesterday, in the first four games of the season, and a favorite, or overdog, as no one says, in the last <laughs> eight. They technically project seven and a half wins for BYU, but you can't win a half game. So let's say eight and four. Brian, would you take eight and four right now, or do you want to play it out? Beep. No. Nope, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't take eight and four. I'd play it out, man. And the sole reason is simply because of Utah. Utah, I, I got to beat. We got to beat Utah, man. I was on the last team. The last team. You're getting team. old, bro. I am so old. So old. And I'm so tired of hearing about these Utah games. Kylo Winningham. Oh, my gosh. I just want this to be over. And so for that very reason, man. Um, and, and more than anything, we don't, we don't play sports. Listen to everybody. I'm talking to parents right now. We don't play sports to lose or to participate. We don't. We don't participate. We we want to win. We want to win, right? And I don't care if you're third, second. Who 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 came in second four years ago in the college championship? Uh, Clemson or Alabama? <laughs> <laughs> Five years ago, no, ten no, years ago. No. You get my point, right? Nobody yeah. cares. Nobody cares, Nobody cares man. It, we we play this to we play this game to win. And when you go into this mentality of well, we're going to lose or we have tough schedule, whatever the case is, you've already lost. Um, and, and then let's say this in this scenario, if I have the opportunity to uh, to to let's say knock off you know one of these four teams. I'm one and three, and then now potentially I can go nine and three, right? Mm-hmm. Now things start to change a little bit as far as national recognition. Uh, am I am I in the conversation of getting ranked? You know, all all it's a whole different world. Being able to to if, if BYU can come out one and three, right? It's a different conversation of the potentials of what could happen. You yeah. know, towards the back end. The answer is Oregon, by the way. They lost to Ohio State. Mm, you, I saw you Google that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I would play it out. Absolutely. It, it's not just about 8-4. and four, It's how you get to 8-4. and four. BYU's got to win at least one of the first four. Come on. Yeah. If BYU starts 0-4, oh, get out of here. Now, th- now They're an underdog. They're, BYU always wins one of these games. Every year, BYU wins one of these big games. Let me throw a little. Wisconsin, me- Arizona, Mississippi State. Like, BYU, uh, Michigan State. BYU wins at least one of these every year. They will win at least one of the first Let me throw a little wrinkle in this uh, because something that you just said recently, you know, previously was really stood out to me is how they get to eight and four, right? Yes. What if they were very competitive in all four games? Losers all? talk about margin of loss. I'm just asking you a question. I just, it, I mean, if, I, I'm with you, man. Like, yeah. it, like at the end of the day, it's, it's a WRL, right? Yes. But I'm, but I'm just saying. But there is a moral victory to that. If BYU goes two and two and they're tight in the two losses, we're feeling good. We're feeling good. But. If one of those losses is Utah, I'm with you. It's going to be tough. BYU's got to beat Utah to potentially save the season. I'm not one of those people that say, yeah, 1-11 with the win against Utah would be good. You are a fool if that's yeah. what you think. We will pray for and you. And you, you are – it's tough. That's a losing mentality. Yeah. I think BYU can get to 8-4 if they're 1-3 and three in the first four. That's going to be disappointing. BYU's got to go 2-2. Two and two. If you lose to Boise State and it's close, that's something that's happened. That's not terrible. But – uh, and if you lose an East Coast game and it's close, 
I'm expecting that to happen in one of those Eastern time zone games, right? At Toledo, at, at South Florida. BYU's going to win at UMass, at Tennessee, right? You're going you're gonna to lose one of those games. You're going to beat UMass, and the other's going to be tough. It depends how you get there. Yeah. BYU should beat Utah State. They should beat Liberty, Idaho State, UMass. I think at San Diego State, sneaky. I think BYU, that's going to be a, a pick em probably at, by the end of the season. If BYU starts 2-2, two and two, it changes the entire tenor of the season. The world. We're now talking about the possibility of BYU winning 9-plus at that point. But it, it, it starts, frankly, on August 29th. Countdown to the Utes. 51 days. Hey, tomorrow is 50. How about that? Does it feel close? You feeling good? Yeah, I feel – I just count down the days, man. I can sense it. Like, like in Provo, there's a little buzz, like, mm, fall camp. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know what? It's, it's, it's different. When I see red, like, my senses are heightened. I'm on, I'm on alert. Not because it's just red, but yeah. it's, it's like – I'm like, well, you know. And, and then when I see somebody wearing a Utah shirt, I'm talking smack. You know, I'll be in line at, we could be at, at the grocery store getting food or whatever. I'm like, you guys are going down. You guys are going down. If I didn't have my kids right now, I'd say some more words, but you guys are going down. Well, they didn't have 75 followers, so you didn't engage, right? Yeah, I, I, I got I to ask it. How many, how many followers do you have on Twitter? Oh, I can't, I can't talk to you. Not on Twitter. Continue. No, zero. <laughs> continue, continue, continue with your, with your life. Topic number two is BYU a better team when they have more passing yards, when they have a passing first mentality, and... I don't know, I guess go back to the old days, right, with Max and John Beck and, you know, where, yes. you know, you have the, the, the quarterback factory. What's your opinion? Yes. I think BYU showed at the end of the season they're a better team when they pass the ball more. Um, let's look at some of the numbers. Uh, in the Utah game, Zach Wilson, after three quarters, was 13 of 20, 168, two touchdowns, one pick, 8.4 yards per attempt. That kind of tells you how explosive you are with the right. passing yards. It was working. BYU got passive in that fourth quarter and lost that game. Had some injuries, certainly. Utah made its run and, and won that game. Western Michigan. We forget. BYU was down 10-7 at halftime. Mm-hmm. Why? BYU had rushed the ball 17 times for 20 yards. Meanwhile, Zacharias Wilson was 8 of 8 for 95 yards. Ooh-wee. The passing was working. And at halftime, BYU goes out and Zach Wilson has... <laughs> 200-plus yards on 10 throws in the second half. Like, he was incredible. BYU is better passing the ball. when they're A better team when they pass the ball more than they run it. I, I'm not saying you have to be 55% pass. I'm just saying if that's a focus, if you're looking at throwing on first down, and guess what? Zach Wilson is a tremendous runner. I think he's an underrated runner. Mm-hmm. The last couple of the last two games, he was a good runner. He didn't have to be against Western Michigan, but was. That opens up uh, rushing lanes. Riley Burt rushed for 110 against Western Michigan. Eight and a half a carry. Jeff Grimes is a run guy. He was the running game coordinator at LSU as well as the O-line coach forever. Aaron Roderick is the passing game coordinator as well as quarterback coach. Jeff Grimes is leaning on Aaron Roderick to dial him up some great passing plays. And now you have a better passer uh, than you had with Tanner Mangum in there. I think that is going to pass the ball more. The quickest way to the end zone is through the air. It's not on the ground. That's, but that's you that. need the run game to be good as well. I think it all comes down to very uh, simple concept, which is you want the ball in your playmaker's hands at all times. And who's the best playmaker the best, on the best, offense? The best player on the offense is Zach. Yes. Is, is Zach Wilson. And when, when, when that's the case, you want to throw the ball more. You know, taking it out of his hands, um, you know, he, he has no opportunity to, to do anything with it. At least he can make decisions when you throw the ball, in, you know, in the air or even on, 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 the, on the ground, right? Scramble. Yeah. Um, he, he can scramble. And... 
I, I think when you look at the the guys that he has, the the receivers, tight ends, guys coming off of injuries, et cetera. I mean, there's so much talent, right? And and we say this all the time, former players and even guys like you know Brian Kill that I, that I, that played before me. All the come Bryans. back. We all come back. <laughs> all the Brian's with the with the correct spelling. Um, we all come back and say, man, th- these guys way more talent than than we had. Way more talent. Way more talent. Um, so, so I think putting the ball in his hands and your playmaker's hands at all times, um, it, 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 it does wonders for you. What if Tyson Williams is amazing, though? Then what? If he becomes the best player mm-hmm. on offense, you give him the ball. Then you give him the ball. It's, it's, it's so simple, man. It's, I think, it's very simple. I think with BYU's tight ends, and let's hope MLP's healthy and ready to go. He's, he's close, it looks like, um, from his social media videos. Now we're talking about, okay, you have options. And Lopini Katoa is shown to be a you know, good pass catcher. Tyson Williams is a really good pass catcher. I, I, think, I think another thing, too, is when, when you look at these, these schedules, right, mm-hmm. and naturally these teams are going to be bigger and stronger than us. So, you know, trying to match up with them in the run game, in the trenches, it's just not – it's, 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 it's tougher, right? Passing is the, the spread offense and the quick slant is the three-point line of football, right? Yes. You can have that guy in the corner who does that really well. And, and you and, can and, get the pass off. Zach Wilson doesn't have to read the defense if it's a quick throw, right? Screens, bubble screens, whatever. It, it, it kind of removes the speed that you're playing against, right? Yes, it mitigates not, that. Yep, it, yes. it, it does, man. Against four power five teams. And, and, then, and think about the, the mentality that you have, right? You, you are on attack. You go in, start thinking, like we did at Oklahoma. We talked about this yesterday. Like, oh, man, we're about to win this game. This is easy. We didn't think like, oh, there's Sam Bradford. Oh, my gosh. Let's see if I get out of It took a good run game. I'm not saying abandon the run. I'm just saying uh, I think BYU needs to be pass heavy. You know? Yes. Topic sure. three. Elijah Bryant scored 31 points last night in a Bucks Summer League game. 11 of 15, 5 of 7 from 3, 7 boards. Last season in Israel, he scored 17.6 a game. He was the fourth leading scorer in the league. Bryant, is Elijah Bryant going to get an NBA contract? Uh, that would be a no. Um... And I'm not obviously I want, wah, I want <laughs> obviously I want you know any former alumni and Cougar to to do good and, and make it to the the highest level, but it's just one game, right? And I I think the biggest thing at this level when you get to the next level professionally, it's all about consistency. Maybe if he came out the gates, you know, thirty, thirty one, thirty one, whatever the case is. Well, summer league is averaging fourteen, shooting fifty five percent, fifty six from three. And 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 I mean, all things taken into consideration, right? I mean, he came off the bench when he did this versus starting the first two, only twenty five um, minutes. And so, does that? You know, there's a lot of other factors. I think that you know, GMs and, and teams look at when it comes to you know scouting. But at the end of the day, I mean, how many of these of these types of players, players that have played professionally overseas? Um, you know, have a chance and then actually stick, right? Versus guys that they have drafted or, you know, whatever the case is. Guys, GMs already have their mindsets or, or, or their minds set on the players. They're guys, right? Um, essentially, guy, I mean, and this may sound bad. I don't mean it in a negative way, but essentially guys that you bring from overseas, those are just body guys, right? I mean, obviously well, you want to you well, get you want to get looks. If they have if it's Averages uh, 56 from three. In the he, I, here's what I think. I think Elijah Bryant is uh, – I, I agree with you that it's no, but I think he gets a better look. If he wants to go to the G League and be just a little closer to a uh, two-way contract or a 10-day or whatever, he's got that opportunity uh, better now because of that one game. He has, he has a couple games this week where he could still make a splash. Bucks are a good team. He's, it'd probably be easier if he was on a with, a with a bad team, but maybe – 
Uh, this is just temporary with the Bucks, and there's another team that perhaps gives him a look on their G League team. The G League doesn't pay a lot. He can make more overseas, and that's the that's the issue. Are you going for the NBA? Are you going to take a step backwards it's, and pay, but forward in opportunity? You know, what, what, what the, are you going to be overseas and make I, more? I, I think with the it's a, it's about the good uh, having a good fit as well, right? You look at Giannis mm-hmm. and 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 him being the beast of a grown grown man that he is, driving the ball. You know, uh, uh, drawing the defense in, and then what do you, what do you have to do? You got to kick the ball out. So if you can have, um, you know, somebody that you can trust, like Elijah Bryant, have a performance like this coming off the bench, Giannis driving, kick the ball out, boom, and you're consistent with those threes, you have an opportunity to to make a team in a, a good team. To, yeah, to that I, point, I don't think Elijah Bryant's an NBA player right now. But I think that if he performed well in the G League, he could find himself on an NBA bench at yeah. some point next year if he continues to play well. This, you're right. We didn't make a big deal that he didn't score 31 in other games. Right. That, well, he's not going to play in it. And so it wouldn't be fair to say, well, now he does. Right, right, right exactly. Yeah. exactly. Our question of the day, would you take 8-4 right now for the 2019 BYU football season, or do you want to play it out? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Nick Newman, shout out to Elkridge Middle School on Facebook. Play it out and see if we can do better. I'd only take eight and four if Utah was in our win column. That's part of it. It's not just about getting eight wins, which we've stated here is probably the goal for BYU this year is get eight. Um, And we're here, you know, a lot of Phil Steele, Vegas, ESPN FBI saying seven, seven and a half. I think it's the goal, but if Utah's not one of them, that's a tougher pill to swallow. Yeah, it definitely is, man. I'm tired of, you know, walking around with this champion, you know, in my head saying, this championship trophy in my head saying I'm the last last team to beat Utah. It's not it's not a good... The, the Max Hall curse must be broken, right? <laughs> it has to be, man. It has to be. <laughs> and Max has said on this program, there's no curse. Come on, man. <laughs> Shut up, Max. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, Gavin Baxter and Taylor Mon teaches how to jimmer in this week's oh. edition of Between the Lines. Okay. But first, Mitchell Jurgens, the radio sideline reporter, former Cougar catcher, discusses whether BYU should pass the rock more. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, BYU has been bumping on social media. But the latest thing out there may be Coach Mateo's special request for BYU football. Check it out on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Grammy, and the YouTube. It's all over the place. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed this show live, no worries. Download the podcast, watch the show on demand on BYUSN.com. Our next guest is a star man. He did it in 2015 in the end zone to beat Boise State, among many other highlights. He is the sideline reporter for the BYU radio broadcast. His name is Mitchell Jurgens on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Mitchell, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? We are good, man. Uh, fall camp starts at the end of this month. We're feeling good. What is this time like for the players as they know they're just a couple of weeks away from fall camp, which can be a grind, but... Perhaps it's a very exciting time getting ready for the season. Yeah, this is, I mean, as a player, when I go back, um, some of my most fun memories at BYU um, as a player were in the summers. You're just, you, you really get to build strong relationships with all the players. Cause, I mean, you're out there grinding. You're out there trying to perfect your craft to get ready for fall camp. 
you, you should be in the best shape of your life going into fall camp. And so it's just it's just a fun time for them to get their minds ready, um, kind of enjoy the last little bit they have until the grind really, really starts in fall camp when it's just football all day, every day. And so this is, this is just a fun time to build relationships, build chemistry with a quarterback from, you know, from a receiver standpoint. Uh, so it's just it's a great time, and, and the anticipation's there, the adrenaline's there, and I think the guy, these guys are getting ready. I agree with you 100%, Mitch. I mean, that was definitely the funnest, only because there was no coaches out, so there's no authority. We could do whatever, <laughs> whatever we wanted to do. Um, but there, there was also some, some times where, you know, we had players, because there was uh, the lack of authority, where they didn't have to show up. Um, and with, with, I remember with us when we were playing, um, guys just couldn't come to practice. They couldn't, we, couldn't, we didn't allow them to lift weights. Um, were there any guys that um, – Name names. don't Don't name names, but <laughs> what, what, were, what were some of the things that you guys did to, to motivate those guys to, you know, to, to get, get on the train? Yeah, so, I mean, there were definitely those players. Um, you know, you're not going to have uh, 100% dedication from every player. As much as you hope for that, um, reality is it's not going to happen. And so at, at that point, I mean, you really rely on the seniors and the leaders of the team. Um, I know last year, too, this, this BYU team had some had captains, that, captains that, were, that were younger, that were juniors. And so those guys, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of respect from players and you know, like you said, the coaches aren't out there, but when you've got your leaders of the team um, calling these players, calling these guys that maybe aren't as dedicated and, and really motivating them, I feel like um, those types of players that aren't there as much, they respond really well to the leaders of the team. Um, they're, they're elected captains for a reason, and, and it's up to them to step up and, and take responsibility to, to ensure that those guys are, are there um, that they motivate in the proper way. And, um, and so I think it's just a great time for those leaders to step up and, and show their leadership, demonstrate it, um, to get you know, as many of their players there and dedicated as possible. Mitchell Jurgens is on BYU Sports Nation. ESPN's uh, Football Power Index came out yesterday, specific uh, win percentages by game, which gives us something to talk about in July a little bit, right? The, BYU yeah. is a dog in the first four and then a favorite in the last eight. So let's say BYU, they're projecting seven and a half, uh, let's say eight and four in the regular season. Would you take that even if BYU lost the first four? No. No, I'm, I'm, playing, I'm playing those four games, and, you know, I want to I win all four, obviously. But, I mean, those, those are four games. And if you, if you start the season 0-4, um, for fans especially, it's deflating. You know, you want to see your team win some big games. Those are the exciting ones that um, me as a player, I got so excited to play in, um, you know, the first four games of the season that you worked so hard for over the summer. And, and so I would, I would definitely, I'd play it out. I wouldn't take the 8-4 um, uh, to, to lose the first four games of the season. I want to I be, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't take uh, a guaranteed loss against Utah. It's time we beat those fellas. Uh, yeah, amen and amen. So is <laughs> the only team, Mitchell, in the country to play four power fives to start the season. We've talked about it a lot, and we should. It's, it's a tough haul. Three or four at home, though. What, what would be an acceptable record in those first four for BYU, in your opinion? I mean, that's, that's hard to answer because obviously you hey, want – Hey, take off the player cap, bro. Let's go. You, you want 4-0. <laughs> um, but, 
you know, we've, you know, we had this question. I, I mean, back when I was a player, we, we had, you know, front loaded schedules where, um, you know, it's like, Hey, if BYU can get through September, um, at three and two, or, you know, in the first four games, they can just split them, go even two and two, then, you know, that's a, that's, that's a great start to the season. And, and I think, you know, fans will be on board for that. So I would say, you know, in the first four games, let's go two and two, beat Utah, uh, beat the Tennessee, Washington, or USC, and then put up good fights against the other two if you are going to lose them. And just to show that, hey, BYU is here to compete. They can win big games um, and and to really just project them for the rest of the season. And, um, I mean, we are, you know, favored the rest of the season. And, and I think that's just um, – if you go two and two, I think you could look at a pretty good record – um, they're on out and, and just a good step forward from last year, uh, kind of just those stepping stones to, to get back to where BYU needs to be as a program. So, Mitch, my, my concern with a, a schedule like this that it's, that's, you know, uploaded in the front is just the emotion. Um, you know, when I played and, and we played against Oklahoma or Florida State, wherever the case was, it was easy for us to get up because we knew we just had those two or three big giants. Um, you know, as a player, when, when, when you played, uh, is it does it start to I guess um, be normalized to where you don't get that emotion and and we saw it last year right with, and is with, that a good thing or bad thing? is that a good thing or a bad thing because because last year is a great point with Wisconsin and then Wabins you go to Washington and it's not even like they even competed so you know with your experience um, you know how did you how did you play and, and how were you guys able to to get up emotionally. Yeah, for, for me personally, and, and I know a lot of guys felt this way, every time you step on the field, I mean, you should have the mindset that, I mean, this could be the last time I, I play in a football game and I'm going to give it my all and, and play like play like it's my last. And, and so that's really the mentality that these players need to have because it's true. I mean, we beat Wisconsin last year. We were on an you know, emotional high, you could say. And then you go into Washington and just get almost embarrassed um, with how that game went, and and a lot of that could reflect on we were just you know so pleased with the with the Wisconsin game that who really cares what happens after that, and that's just a mindset that the players cannot have um, going into the season, and, and it is difficult. But you know we talk of this this Power Five conference entrance, if we can get into a Power Five conference, but those teams, I mean, they're playing big game after big game, and if we want to, you know, BYU wants to prove that they're power five capable i think powering through these you know these front-loaded games to what um really if we're in a power five conference what the entire season could look like i mean this is something that that the team has to be able to overcome and and be able to have that mindset and uh to know that hey every game is a dog fight and every game i've got to be at my best and we've got to be at our best as a team uh, to compete um, in a Power Five conference. That's you know that's the destination we want to go to. That would definitely be ideal. Yet I think if BYU goes 500, we'd all be happy, right? I feel like 2014 is probably the model for BYU football. And I've said Mitchell a bunch. I go these schedules are too tough. I don't know what we're doing. If BYU doesn't win 10 plus, I don't think it matters nationally. In 2014, yeah. you you start the season 4 and 0 and are ranked 19th. You're an integral part of that. 
there are two power fives there. You had quality Houston. Uh, you go to Connecticut on the East Coast and win big. I feel like that would be more of the model for BYU if they want to make a splash. Because right now we're talking about if you go 500, sweet. <laughs> what we should be saying is BYU needs to start the season 3-1. and one. How do you feel about it, given that you were on kind of the last team to, to get out in front? I, last year was 3-1, and one, of course. But then you lose to Washington and Utah State. So how do you feel about it? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. You know, I, I want to I want to run the table. I want I want to win all four. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, with that said, it, it's true. If you want to make a statement, if you want if we want to put BYU back on the block, it, the the mediocre two and two just it isn't good enough. Um, and and so I I completely agree. I think if BYU goes three and one, if they can go four and zero, oh, then they're in some serious conversation for. You know, is this the BYU team that that's um, that we've kind of let go of in the in the past? And you know, I was on that 2014 team, and and that was a fun ride. I mean, we went four and zero, and and it, it's just fun to be a part of as a player. You're um, you're you're laughing more in the locker room. You're you're smiling more. Guys are guys have more of a pep in their step, and and it's just it's just a fun time. And and I definitely think that that's I mean that's the goal. And, um, I mean, it's definitely doable. They've got some great athletes. We saw great promise at the end of the year last year with Zach and um, in the offense and the defense coming alive. And so they've got the pieces, and, you know, it's just up to them to put it together and, and make a nice little run in, in September. It reminds me of uh, what Bronco used to say to us, that, you know, winning is fun. So It's the most so go win. <laughs> Nothing else should matter more. So go win. Nothing else. So, to have some fun. Um, Mitch, what you said as far as the, the pieces there, you know, the hearts there, the passion, obviously the desire, fan base, et cetera. Um, but, it, but it seems like BYU is more productive. They have more success when they are on the attack, um, you know, specifically, you know, airing the ball out, uh, letting the playmakers go up and, and, and make these, these catches and these plays. Um, you know, based off of uh, what you've seen uh, the last two games, um, is BYU a a better team in offense when they're more pass heavy? You know, I I honestly think they are, and uh, you know, obviously that depends on you know the receivers and tight ends need to step up, and even the running backs out of the backfield need to prove that they're playmakers and that they can, um, you know, Zach can trust that when he is going to throw a fifty fifty ball that they're going to come down with it, and as long as they can build that, I think BYU is strongest when they can air it out. And we even saw that, you know, not just with the passing game, but what we did in the bowl game in Idaho last year. Um, you know, we saw the perfect game by Zach, but that opened up some serious running lanes for Riley Burke. And he was, um, you know, he rushed for over 100 yards in that game. And, and so that's just, it just goes to show you, when you have a strong passing attack, it's going to open up all fields, you know, all areas of the field. And, um and, and to open up those running lanes, we've got some, you know, great potential at running back this year with some uh, with some new, you know, recruits coming in and um, Lopini coming back healthy and strong. And so I, I just think you've got the offense um, to be, you know, to have the mindset of we're going to attack, we're going to throw it downfield. We need explosive plays to be, um, you know, to put up points. And, and so I think, yeah, I think they air it out. I think they build off of the last couple games last season. And um, and just be a powerful, powerful offense. Well, hopefully it is. And out of the gate against Utah, August 29th. Mitchell, we appreciate the time, man, and uh, great insight. Thanks. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate it.
That was Mitchell Jurgens on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Uh, Cougar Stats weighs in. I always appreciate their look at things, uh, yeah. statistically and otherwise. BYU isn't a better team when they pass more. They're a better team when they pass more efficiently. Agreed. The two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive because a team which passes efficiently will tend to throw more than otherwise. But when BYU has been that team that throws it 50 times or whatever, they've not been good. I'm, I'm calling for balance. I'm just saying I think BYU needs to throw the ball a little more. I think yeah. that's Zach's strength. And, and you can do that when the best player of, on the offense is a quarterback. Give Wilson the rock. Yes, yes, let him keep it. Yes, for sure. Coming up, can BYU be ranked at the end of the regular season? With nine wins, Jerem. Nine. We just need nine. That's all we need. It's tough, but could it happen? We'll get just nine, get ranked. Yeah. Yep. Well, we'll see. <laughs> First, Gavin Baxter and Taylor Mon try to b- fill some big shoes with Between the Lines today. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I'm Jerem Jordan. He's Brian Logan. He played at BYU from 2009 to 10 and still plays uh, on BYU TV now and BYU Radio, which we are live on today. Let's get to the headlines in case you missed it. Elijah Bryant scored 31 on 11 of 15 shooting. That's 73%. 5 of 7 from 3, 7 rebounds, 2 assists in 25 minutes off the bench. How about that? For the Bucks Summer League team and a loss to the Timberwolves. Bryant's 31 points, second most by anybody in the Summer League this season. Bryant and the Bucks play China tonight, 11 Eastern time on NBA TV. Earlier in the program, we discussed whether we think he's earned an NBA contract. Eric Mika scored 11 points and grabbed 8 rebounds in 22 minutes for the Sacramento Kings in a 105-100-1 to to win over the Dallas Mavericks. The game was Mika's third double-digit scoring effort in five summer league games. I think he has more of a chance. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Athlon Sports projects BYU football to play Hawaii in the Hawaii Bowl. Brigham has a contract with the bowl if bowl eligible. The Cougars are 23-8 against the Rainbow Warriors all-time. All eight losses in Honolulu. BYU's never lost in Provo. Colton Shaver went one for three with an RBI and also pitched one-third of an inning. Yeah, I did. For the Corpus Christi Hooks in a 14-1 loss to the Frisco Rough Riders. Shaver did not yield a run or a base runner in his pitching appearance. That a baby, Colton. Nicely done. If you've ever wondered if you could shoot under pressure like Jimmer Fredette or dunk like Mark Pope, yes, you're in luck. Today's Between the Lines explores that with BYU basketball's Gavin Baxter and Taylor Mon as they reenact a couple of Fredette's uh, great moments and their new head coach's most iconic moments. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. All right, we're with Gavin Baxter and Taylor Mon. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Good. It's a Who was the player that you guys looked up to as a kid? Jimmer Fredette, for sure. Really? Jimmer Mania was was crazy, and I was glued to the screen for every game or if I could go. It's just the best best time ever. What's a basketball moment that you remember the most? It could be your own. It could be one in the NBA. I think we could stick with Jimmer um, when he hit the half-court shot against Utah. Mm-hmm. I just remember Greg Rubel calling it on the radio, and I was <laughs> listening to it on the radio, so it was crazy to hear. And I was just... Losing my mind, of course. Into Jimmer with four and with three and with two. Jimmer from 40 feet. Got it! He got it! Oh! All right, we have five seconds. Five, four, Let's go, Gavin Baxter. Three, from half court. Two, 
One. It's a bucket. Oh, no Gosh good. darn. We're gonna the, wind speed out of the wind speed out of the northwest is kind of. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. agree. All right, five. Yeah, I'm back four, with the dribble. Three. From half court. Two. One. Zero. It's oh, a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmer for that. I mean, he he obviously is is one of the greatest BYU basketball players to to come through here and uh, guy that I really looked up to. Pull back between the legs, spin. The move. Split the D. Split the D. To the leg. Finish with the left. Yeah, that one's you for sure. That's too easy. Yep. Alrighty. Taylor from the right side, who crosses back, sees the big, splits the defense, and finishes with the left. I like that. Very good. How is it having Mark Pope as the new head coach? He just brings energy and passion, like you said, to um, not only basketball, but just kind of the, the energy and the environment around the team. Awesome. Taylor? Yeah. Coach Pope's attention to detail is, is next level. And like Gavin said, the, just the excitement and the energy that he brings to the gym, is it's contagious. Have you guys seen any video or clips of his glory days when he played? Have you seen anything? I have not. Wow. I looked some up on YouTube. Couldn't find any. Hmm. But I don't know. You guys probably have some. We have some. Okay. We have some for you. And we want you to reenact it for us, all right? Where is Coach? Should be like the only white guy out there. Oh, there he is. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. On Mad his head. vertical. On his head. You could fit a sheet of paper under that. Thing On his head. Up, jumped up way so high. It's crazy. Here we go. See this. Uh-huh. You having yeah, some great moves up top? Taylor Mon with the dime. Oh! I thought you were going to windmill that one. That was nope. good. Oh, the free throw. Free throws. Look at the hair. Highest percentage shot Where's in basketball. He, why is he holding the ball right there? Uh-huh. Look at that. It's pure, though. He didn't finish his shot, though. It I'm was pure. Him. It was pure. It went in, though. Can't argue that. All right, Mark Pope to the line. He's a decent free throw shooter. Great hair, great form. He squatted low That's on that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He also did that after. <laughs> All right, guys, after those reenactments, how do you feel like you did as a whole? Good. Yeah. yeah. Did a really good job. Perfect for uh, reenactments. As far as reenactments right, go. Outdoor court. Outdoor court. The wind's blowing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect day. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for being here with us, and good luck this summer. Appreciate it. Thank you. Very nice, Lauren McLean. Appreciate it. Gavin Baxter and Taylor Mon uh, working out there. It's good to see that uh, court outside of uh, the old Deseret Towers here. Now they're the new. What are they called? New DT. What are they called? New DT. What is the, what's the name of the, those buildings? They don't know. Our, our student crew has no idea. No one, knows, <laughs> no one knows what the names are. They used to be called Deseret Towers. Anybody? Like, what are you, Nobody? Uh, Heritage, Heritage Halls. Halls. Yeah, okay. that's their name, right. Well, none of them live in there. They have. They live in there. Like, what are you, talk, not, what are you talking for? None of our students are freshmen. They're like, I don't live there. Whatever, man. Yeah. Uh, you can follow Between the Lines on uh, the social media, Twitter, Instagram, see more of your favorite BYU athletes. Daniel Schneeman goes two for two. We'll tell you more about that coming up. It sounds like you just told me. And can BYU football do something this season it hasn't done since 2009? And I'm not talking about beating Utah. We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. To my being ranked. But now you Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on the BYU radio app. 
or wherever podcasts are found. And there's a best of BYU Sports Nation that's uh, airing Saturdays uh, uh, at noon Eastern time on BYU Radio as well. Uh, and that's on the podcast feed, so you can check that out. Welcome back to the show. This is our question of the day. Would you take 8-4 and four right now for the 2019 BYU football season, or do you want to play it out at Otis underscore Mitoka Ami on Twitter? <laughs> nope. I'd gamble on better. Case in point, number one Miami in 1990 goes down. You have to play those games. I see going 2-2 two and two in the first four games, 7-1 and one to finish out the regular season. If we lose all of the first four, I doubt we go 8-4. and four. I'm with you. I think BYU needs to win at least one of those first four to have a shot at eight wins, which is probably the goal. I, I feel like if two this wins, BYU two team's wins. really... Yeah, yeah. Two wins. If, if BYU starts 2-2, two and two, we're going to talk about 7-1, and 8-0. We will talk about that. Yeah, for sure. After that. Sure. I, I like I like what what Mitch said when we had him on earlier. Um, you know, it, it's usually known when when the schedule is uploaded like this one, the talk is and the goal is let's mm-hmm. split two, right? Obviously with them they're trying to go undefeated. If it wasn't right? four power fives, we'd talk about three and one or four and oh, but we're not even talking about that. But let's still we could still split yeah, you're right. But let's still split two. A split would be split, nice. A split That's two be. quality wins, no yeah. doubt. Okay, we mentioned uh, the BYU could do something it's not done in independence, that is since twenty eleven. Uh, and we're not talking about Utah this season. And that is if BYU has nine wins in the regular season, could they be ranked? Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In the past five seasons, that is the college football playoff year, four non-Power 5 teams, we include Notre Dame in the Power 5, have been ranked with nine wins at the regular season. So it seems like it's possible, right? That's until I tell you (laughs) that there's 65 non-Power 5 teams times four. That's 325 chances. So four out of 325, that's 0.01%. You have (laughs) 0.01%. To be ranked with single-digit wins, no one's done it with eight, if you're a non-Power 5 team. So could BYU be one of those um, So what about with Because wins? Navy did it twice, Houston did it once, and uh, Fresno State did it. Could BYU do that? I think it depends on who you lose to, how you lose, and when you lose. Yeah. It all depends. If BYU loses to San Diego State and they have nine wins, they're not getting ranked. you gotta, you got to end on a notable win streak, right? And BYU's going to go on a win streak at the end of the season. It's whether it's... Uh, Eight-game win streak, or it's a three- or four-game win streak. What you don't want to, to have happen is kind of like us with Oklahoma, right? Even though it was a, a great day and we all, you know, loved it and amazing exciting. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It was an amazing it was day. So good. It was spectacular, actually. Um, but what happened towards the end of the season, right? They weren't ranked, and, you know, that just wasn't one of— You caused that, though. The more, yeah. You injured, you injured the Heisman Trophy. That's, that, that's true, but, but the, the, the clout, right, and the recognition, sure. kind of go, it, it goes but down towards the it was, end. They were an eight-win team. Those are quality wins. And, and so yeah. even though these teams, you know, are, are currently, you know, ranked right now and there's a lot of buzz and hype with them, if, they can, if, they, if you lose to them and they finish strong, that's, that's good. So I think it that's, does, that's It always. doesn't always matter. People don't always look backward like that. It's, a lot of it's in the moment. We were the ones to tell you after the fact, hey, Wisconsin went eight and five. Like, they weren't a top-10 team at the end of the year. If that team is actually top-10, the chances that BYU beats them is very slim. Mm-hmm. I said it the Thursday before the Wisconsin game. If BYU beats Wisconsin, then Wisconsin wasn't that good. Well, Wisconsin ended up being good. They just weren't great. But, right? when, it comes to, but when it comes to their rankings, though, right, let's, let's say this is towards the end and it's nine wins, right? Yeah, BYU, BYU finished the regular season nine and three. And, and, and let's say and let's say that, be awesome. And, let, and let's say that the analysts and, and how the voters are voting, and they say, well, you know what? They lost to SC— but SC is the number two ranked team right now. I think 
you know, I think that carries a lot more weight versus they lost to SC, sure. which was the you know at the time SC was ranked 15th, and now right. the means always out, matter. Right? Yes, you're exactly right. The means always matter. If BYU starts on four, they're not getting ranked at the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, it's, it's never it's they, eight and four. No, if you're a power five team, by the way, seven teams a year are ranked with nine wins at the end of the regular season. This is prior to the championship week. Four times a year, an eight-win Power 5 team is put in there. The schedule and, and being Power 5 totally matter. I think if BYU yeah. gets to 10 wins, they are a ranked team, like 99% of the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, an, just an opinion, not a not a. I think it's guaranteed. Fact there. I think, it's, I think it, it would be a fact. Okay. Um, BYU would have to go 10-2 and two in the regular season in that case. They probably need to go... Three and one in the first four to have a shot at that. You let's, give yourself room to lose. Let's start praying. And fa- hey, you know we should do we should do uh, like a I don't know uh, a program wide fast where we just wear royal blue every single day <laughs> <laughs> on game days. Every single day we should awesome. no 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 starting in August. Starting August, in August, August everyone to, wears royal yeah, every day. Every day. That's that's like that's how we can come together, unite as a as a program, as fans, community. You know. We're royal. You could be, you be could be, you royal. could be in Africa. And I know Lisa Wilson's in on it. Hey, at Lisa Dance Fit. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it got a, I think Bury's got a chance to get nine wins in the regular season. They'd have to win at least two of those first games, though, and then they need to go on a crazy run. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me though, man, at, at all. I mean, they'd have to go two and two, seven and one, to do that. There's enough. There's enough talent. I think certain situations come up where that's unexpected injuries. You, you hope it's cases, right? unexpected for the other team. That's what I, that's what I mean. Can you yes. get a break? Uh, unfortunately, pun intended, I guess we're talking about injuries in that regard. I don't want anyone to get hurt. Of course I want not. the other team to be their, their best self. And I want BYU to be its best self. And in uh, the majority of the cases, hopefully you win, but injuries are part of the game, man. Like look yeah. what, look how it changed the NBA finals. It changes. Look how it changed the BYU. Utah game you, yeah. Utah game. Yeah. yeah. It changes everything coming up. Which former Cougar had himself an RBI and also pitched for his minor league team? I know it wasn't Daniel Schneeman. <laughs> and today's rise and shoutouts. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guests, Mitchell Jurgens, Gavin Baxter, and Taylor Mike. The show is on demand via podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Elijah Bryant scored 31 points on 73% shooting and added seven rebounds and two assists in 25 minutes against the Timberwolves for the Bucks Summer League team. Bryant's 31-point game was the second-highest scoring performance of any Summer League players so far. Nice. Eric Meek had 11 points, 8 rebounds in 22 minutes for the Kings and a 105-101 win against the Dallas Mavericks. The game was Mika's third double-digit scoring game in five Summer League contests. Football. Athlon Sports projects BYU football to play Hawaii in the Hawaii Shocking. Bowl at the end of the season. The Cougars are 23-8 and eight against Hawaii all-time, but... All eight losses occurred at Hawaii. Cougars in the minors. Colton Shaver went one for three with an RBI, recorded an out as a pitcher, which is one or a third of an inning, so it was a one-three day. For the Corpus, Christy Hooks, double-A team. 14-1 loss to the Frisco Rough Riders. Shaver did not yield a run or base runner in his pitching appearance. We uh, told you earlier about Daniel Schneeman. Tell me. <laughs> You're going two for two in the Lake County Captains 2 a zero win over the Lansing Lugnuts, but we did not tell you that Schneeman is four for ten in his last ten at bats. Oh, okay. He's currently batting 
444 over his last 10 games. Okay, you told me more than Bam. two for two. Bam. Thank you. I there really you go. Mm-hmm. Today's rise and shout out goes to eight-time Utah high school track champion BYU signing Megan Hunter and her sister who were involved in a rollover car accident a few days ago, according to her father. Uh, Megan broke a few cervical vertebrae. She had six and a half hours of surgery. She'll be in a hard neck brace for three months. We wish Megan a speedy recovery. And her father, uh, as they were being taken in a helicopter to the hospital, took a picture of the BYU track and said, I couldn't help but imagine Megan running on this track again in the future, which is pretty wild considering the uh, circumstance. So best wishes to uh, Megan Hunter. Luckily, her sister was uh, in better shape than her, but... uh, we hope that uh, all goes well with the recovery with Megan. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, mine goes to Elijah Bryant. Um, you know, when you get your opportunities, you got to you got to take advantage of them. You got to shine. Absolutely. And, and even though this may not lead to a direct contract, like he's going to sign tomorrow, it's uh, it's step in the right direction. He's going uh, to uh, sign uh, one uh, tomorrow. What, uh, do you, what do you think? No, no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying. He could sign one tomorrow. It's what possible. Anything is possible. We're still waiting on uh, Jimmer in Greece. By the way, the report we talked about yesterday. Still waiting, waiting to hear what. He's going to do. Yeah. And Just, uh, good luck to Elijah against the whole country of China tonight. The whole Speak, entire country. You got, you got this. Her question this, of the day, would you take 8-4 and four right now for the 2019 BYU football season, or do you want to play it out? The elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, goes to at MadCougar86 on Twitter. I have high expectations for the offense this year. The defense always hangs well with any team. Uh, uh, Facts. Truth. No, most of the time. Washington last year? Eight and four will be subpar at best. Sorry, what? With how the team is shaping up, I honestly feel nine and three is most likely for the regular season with a win over the Utes. I would say a win over the Utes is not statistically likely, but you play one game. So that's fun. It's kind of more of a hope or a prayer. I think eight and four is the goal. Nine and three, I I feel, is uh, ambitious, uh, but I like the optimism. You know, we'll we'll send you some blue goggles. Uh, I'm doing nine and three too, man. Come to the building. I'm doing nine nine and three. That That would be the goal. It, Your goal is nine and three. Yeah, it's nine and three, man. Because you think this team takes that big a leap with four power fives right out of the game? Nah, probably not. But that's not. I I, I still expect that though. I guess you expect it, or I, it's the goal. I expect that, it. To me, there's are two different things. It's both. Okay. <laughs> the conversation continues twenty four seven on the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Sorry to Dennis Pitt and no time, bro. For Brian, I'm here. I'm shout out to Burnell Lamb. No relation to Ed that we know. Perhaps he's related. I'm not sure. If you have more than 75 followers, Brian will engage you on Twitter. See you tomorrow for another BYU Sports Nation. We're headed over to the Heritage Hall basketball courts to hoop it up. Go Cougs!